Um, some of you uh, will be aware that in the last 10 days, Gideon and I have, have been actually in, in, uh, in Australia. Now, it was actual, ab- actual absolute miracle that we got to go. Um, I've been part of the Australian Prophetic Roundtable for the last six years and really wanted to go, but gee, January, the airfares, it was going to cost us like about $6,000. And we thought, oh, we can't do it. Can't justify that. There's no way. And... Um, God actually opened up a way for us. The, the morning, the one morning uh, that we wanted to fly actually dropped prices by three, three times. Um, so we were actually able to go. And then we ended up staying longer because when we got there, it was just like, apart from being incredibly encouraging, um, we also got to um, be part of the ministry of Jean-Luc Trussell from Switzerland, uh, who's a healing evangelist, and he spoke on Friday night in our Glory City Church. So we've been at Glory City Church, uh, got there early morning um, on the Thursday morning and got to be part of a round table of prophets from all around Australia. And he was me and... And Gideon came too. Uh, so 50, 60 prophets from all around Australia. I'd really struggled. I'd sat on the couch before the day before we left and sat on the couch and, and did a little bit of a Job moan and said, oh, but God, I'm a Kiwi. Why am I going? <laughs> um, and I, I feel like an imposter. I was fighting this imposter syndrome. And then I kid you not, not a word of a lie, within five minutes, I got this message from someone who said, I don't know if you need this encouragement, but God wants you to know that you're not an imposter and He's with you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's how the prophetic should work. It should be there to build up and to encourage and to strengthen and to bring comfort, right? It's not to point out our difficulties and our faults. It's to build up the church. It's to encourage the church. It's to strengthen the church. So I got to go along to this uh, this round table and it was quite exciting because the last time I was there was uh, 2020. Was it 2019? <laughs> what century are we in? <laughs> Sorry, I'm 60 now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> 2019, and uh, one of the things that I saw in that time was I'd seen this kind of yellow gloop coming down from China, and I did actually share this this vision when I was there, and it was this kind of sticky stuff um, which came down from China and was starting to affect Australia and uh, down through the islands, down through the Pacific, and then spread out across the across the nations, and and I didn't know what I was seeing. This is pre-COVID. I really didn't know what I was saying. And I was saying, why, why is it yellow? Because China's red, right? No, but communism is red. And the colour for China is actually yellow. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. But, but God was speaking to me and I didn't really understand. And sometimes God speaks to us and we have to hold the words and to ask Him for the interpretation. But anyway... Obviously, COVID happened and that, that vision of the, that yellow gloop starting to uh, cover the earth uh, was, was something. But this time when I went back, I also saw this blue wave, this blue wave of the supernatural and revival. And God was just bringing this wave across the shores. Particularly, I saw 
Australia, New Zealand and the South Pacific. And as that blue wave of the supernatural and revival started to hit, there was, you know, who, who are the artists? When you, when you combine blue and yellow, you get green, right? And green is the colour of new life, new life, harvest. And I felt like in that God was saying, you know, even though we've had this sticky patch uh, and I'm going to send my breath of revival and renewal on it and I'm going to bring new life out of it. Uh, So that was pretty exciting. But that wasn't the word that I brought, the main word that I brought. And uh, I was invited to to bring a word while we were there, which was, yeah, quite humbling amongst some of the company that we were there. Uh, and it was really, the words that I got uh, came really out of the last three years. And um, <coughs> the expression is a different one, but I've changed the words. And you might recognise the expression, but it's not the same word. Um, and that was, shift happens. <laughs> the Aussies didn't mind. <laughs> Oh, good on you. You're a South African though. <laughs> so shift happens. And what God was wanting to say with that was, uh, actually the word that I had brought two weeks ago here as part of that. We've seen in the last three years, a lot of things have changed around us. And I think that we're never ever going to go back to what it was before. Not exactly. And for some of us, we're kind of mourning the loss of what we thought life was. Um, But actually, shift happens, and God is moving us. It's not the government. It's not circumstances, but God is shifting us. He's shifting us to a better place, a better place. But it's interesting, isn't it, that after I spoke that out in Australia, we did have shift. Yeah, we know, right? And by the way, oh man, I don't want to see all this negativity on Facebook, on social media. What our country needs is not all your opinions. It needs us to be praying for our leadership. You know, we've all got different ideas, different opinions, but boy, more than ever, we need to be on our knees praying for our leaders in this nation. Do you mind me telling you that? <laughs> so through the last three years, lots of us have, have experienced trials. Um, and I think that Gideon and I, we didn't realise how much we needed to be in this particular company in the last week, um, realising actually, boy, it's, the last three years have been actually quite tough. Um, and just to be in some other company where people uh, are speaking, speaking the words of Jesus was, was just really great. It was just really great. We were encouraged by them, but guess what? They were actually encouraged by us. How good is that? And these little Kiwis and Dutchmen over there, flying the flying Dutchman. <laughs> But in this time, I've seen a lot of people ruled by fear, acting as if there's no saviour. We do have a saviour. We have a saviour. 
We have a Saviour. He's the Lord God Almighty. Have you forgotten that? Remember, remember whose kid you are. (laughs) It's undoubtedly things are different. You know, we've got different operating systems. We've got different things going on around us. Nothing stays the same though. And we're changing from glory to glory and God wants to take us further. Two weeks ago, I, I spoke about the pages turning and I just, I just felt actually in our team meeting before the service that there was a sense of God turning the page. It wasn't us turning the page. It was God turning the page. And that we're coming into a new time and that He is doing something new. He is doing something new on the earth. And that He's wanting to bring a whole lot of healing, a whole lot of restoration. You know, we've got this whole cancel culture going on, but that's not God's plan. Cancellation is not God's idea. Restoration is God's idea. Okay, it's not cancellation, it's restoration. And whatever's been broken or cancelled, God is wanting to restore and renew and refill. He's bringing a new alignment with His purposes through this whole shift. And we shouldn't be worried about shift. Shift is actually healthy, often. And then the other thing that God spoke to me about is sift happens. Sift happens. Because you see, the thing is, sift is is about separating the wheat from the chaff. Now, that can happen because chaff is lightweight. It flies away. It flies away in the wind. But the wheat has some weight to it. It has some substance to it. And so it drops down and is sifted out. I want to be someone of substance, someone that carries some weight. So when the wind comes to separate, uh, I'm found in a good place. See, the thing is, we have this whole thing where, you know, there's a verse where Satan says, um, in, in one translation it says, uh, Satan goes before God and says, I want to sift Simon. It was Simon, sorry. I'm sorry, I wasn't meaning to point you. Um, that God, that the devil comes and says, I, 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 want, to, I, I, I want your permission to, to sift Simon. Um, but I've actually looked into it and the Bible scholars say it's not that he has permission to sift Simon, but the devil desired to sift Simon. And that's a whole other thing because, you see, if we think that God gave permission to the devil to sift Simon, then we actually believe that God is colluding with the sifting and that God is colluding with a, a sense that He is wanting to test us and trial, you know, put us into trial in, in situations that He actually never has. Who? <laughs> oh. God is all about redemption. See, the, the, 
Satan wants to separate us. He wants to separate us from the source. But we need to be locked in ever more into the source. In these last days, we'll start to see a dividing line between believers who walk in power and those who are without power. In 2 Timothy, it says, there will be those who have an appearance of godliness, but denying its power. I want to walk in power. When the river of God has no outlet, it becomes stagnant water. And there needs to be an outlet of the work of the Spirit in our lives. If there's no expression of what God is impressing on us, we become depressed. When there's no outlet for what God is impressing on us, we become depressed. It's depressive. We want to flow freely in the flow of the river of the Spirit. Are you open to God's Spirit flowing through your life? Is there an outward expression of the Holy Spirit in your life? And when the Holy Spirit moves, it either draws people into the heart of God or or it repels them. I want to be drawn. The other point is that lift happens. (laughs) Lift happens as we lift our eyes to God. We have laser vision fixing our eyes on Him. And the more we become aware of God's presence, the more we become aware of how He wants to use us. Instead of being self-conscious, we become God-conscious. He lifts us up on eagle wings and He is a shepherd king. He knows the faces of His sheep. How beautiful is that? In John 10, it says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. Does God know your face? And do you know God? Psalm 25 says, There's a private place reserved for the lovers of God where they sit near Him in proximity with God and receive the revelation secrets of His promises. God reveals His secrets to His friends. A couple of months ago, I I talked about Psalm 23 verse 9, which says, He prepares a table for me even in the presence of my enemies. Not just a table, a banquet. Whatever it is that you're facing, it's nothing to God. Whatever it is, bring it to Him. He's preparing a table for you, a table to eat, to sup, and to celebrate. But sometimes we don't hear from God because we haven't yet been obedient to the last word that He spoke to us. What was the last thing that God spoke to you and have you been obedient to it? See, this season is calling for radical obedience. Radical obedience. And the thing is, even delayed obedience is actually disobedience. 
when we delay our obedience, it's, it's seen as disobedience. What would your life look like? What would our church look like if we walked in radical obedience? What would it look like? Wow. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is lost, laid, which is Jesus Christ. We partner with God. He turns our mourning into dancing. He's lifted our sorrow. We can't stay silent. We've got to sing because our joy has come. See, when we position ourselves in God, He's able to do the incredible. When we choose obedience over comfort, over fear, over unbelief, we release God to do the most extraordinary things in our lives. The most extraordinary. Extraordinary is other ordinary. Extra ordinary. There's been a lot of talk about revival and what does revival look like? But revival is one life being transformed at a time. One life. We can get overwhelmed with the figures and thinking it's got to be this great mass of people, but it's actually one life being transformed at a time. One life. Jesus focuses on the one. He focuses on the one. He doesn't see a mass. He sees each one of us. He sees all of our individual traits. He sees all of our individual uniqueness. God has made each of us unique and has a unique call on each of our lives. And if we don't walk in our uniqueness, then we can't be the force that God is wanting to use. Figure out what your lane is and learn to run in it. What is your lane? How has God uniquely wired you up? What is the purpose that He has on your life? Because He longs to hear your voice, your voice, not my voice. Well, he gets to hear that anyway, and definitely Gideon's. <laughs> but He wants to hear your voice and your unique expression. He wants to see you walking in all the goodness that He has got for you. He wants to lift you up and bring His power to effect in your life, which multiplied is what reaches a community, a city, a nation, and then the world. As we start 2023, we lift our eyes to God. We fix our eyes on God. Team can come up, yeah. And I just want to pray for all of us as we start 2023. Would you like to stand? Lord, for those of us who are struggling with, with shift and with change, and trauma and grief that can come with change. Lord, I just wanna pray your comfort. I wanna pray for all of those who feel stuck in this season. Lord, I pray that they would sense that shift and that we would all yield. We would all yield and surrender 
to what You're wanting to do in each one of our lives. And I wanna pray for all of us to be in right alignment with You, right alignment with Your purposes, not only in our life, but in this place for 2023, that we can be a force to be reckoned with. I wanna pray for all of those who feel that they don't measure up. I wanna ask, Lord, that they would get a new vision, a re-vision of who You say they are. Lord, and I wanna pray for all those who You're wanting to release into new assignments this morning. And Lord, I just thank You for the faith that's in this room. And I just ask, Lord, that You would just release faith to those who are feeling like, wow, I can't do that, that You might have already spoken to them. And Lord, I pray for radical obedience to be released, radical obedience to Your purposes, radical obedience to Your goodness. Lord, You're not going to send us to Africa if that's not what You're already doing in our lives. Lord, we can trust You with the future. We can trust You with what You're wanting to do in our lives. And Lord, we want to bring You our families as well this morning. Lord, we just ask for a radical revelation of Your goodness for all of our families and friends who might not know You yet. Lord, as we lift our vision, as we walk in radical obedience, Lord, I know that Your purposes are released in our lives and that is very attractive to those who are around us. A world that's longing to see the supernatural incarnate around them. A world that is longing to see miracles and the God of the Bible that we talk about They want to see it activated in those who claim Your Name. Lord, I pray for courage. Courage for everyone in this room. Courage to face this new year, to be putting in better habits better practices to be walking in that radical obedience with you. And we pray now in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to just say that we love you. We love you. We love you. Let's just raise our voices now. We just tell the Lord that we love Him. We love you, Lord. We love you. We want to tell you that we just adore you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. You're so kind.